Hey there, green future growers. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app. And let's get growing. The amazing Patty Armbruster is going to offer the most incredible composting class you'll ever take completely online Saturday, July 18th. 2020. It's only $37 and you will get a seat. You will get a copy of the replay. You will get to pick her brain question and answers. Um, we are just going to rock the composting. How to do composting the most efficient, effective, and best way to improve the results in your garden today. So it is Friday, July 17, 2020. It's Mike's birthday. And my birthday is in two weeks exactly from today. Um, but what I'm here to talk to you about is like, I'll give you a little update on the garden. I want to remind you all that Patty's awesome composting webinar is going to be tomorrow. I just feel like everybody's talking about compost everywhere. Did you know there are Facebook groups just on composting? Patty's like, check out these Facebook groups. And so I joined this, um, one Facebook group where people like literally talk about composting and ask composting questions. So that's been kind of fun. Although somebody was like, what are you talking about, Jackie? I'm not sure that would work when I was like put eggshells and coffee grounds and um, banana peels together with your grass clippings Um, but I don't know works for me although Mike's like they need browns they need browns which is what everybody in the Facebook group said he's like you know that's why I like to add straw to mine or I like to put some manure with it or I like to do this or that but I mean in general I think you're good with um grass clippings because I think they're going to turn brown after they sit in the compost pile for a while you know they're going to turn brown like I did this experiment this year where like behind my so I have like this one bed where there's like Mike planted me this beautiful row of um echinacea and then behind it I put a row of irises and then there was just like this tall, tall grass. So Mike weeded the grass one day and I was like, I'm going to cover that with cardboard. And it just happened to be like right after we got the pitchforks and the, I ordered some chairs from Amazon because I couldn't find any in Kalispell. And we were down to one chair. Just, I don't know. We go through kitchen chairs sometimes. Anyway, totally other story. We had to have chairs. So I had this extra large compost and I have to say, I love the chairs that I got. Like I have a chair that I sit in from Pure Imports. I have a couch. I've had them for like 15 years. I love them, love them, love them. When I love something like, and these chairs match perfectly. It's kind of funny because they have like this Indian pattern and it kind of looks like COVID. So Mike laughed, but anyway, not supposed to be talking about those, but, um, anyway, so we had this extra cardboard boxes and so I laid the cardboard boxes down and then we were like getting too much lawn. We have a lot of lawn because Mike built it as fire break and Patty was here and she's like, wow, you guys really have a lot of lawn. You should be growing more food. But truth be told, in a lot of those places, it's either one, too shady or two, we just don't have the water. Now, if we can get to the permaculture, I like, I keep thinking as I'm watering the garden every night, how in the heck does Patty go 10 days without watering? Because if I go like two days without watering and so I've doubled the time, like I used to set my timer for six minutes and I would water a spot and like some spots I even watered for like 16 or 20 minutes the other night and they kind of made it through the next day, but there's no way these beds are going to go 10 days or my stuff is going to start to die. 
And so part of it is, you know, there's definitely mulch in some places, but Patty thought we could use more mulch. And then Mike is upset because this compost story I'm going to tell you is I used all the compost on. So, all right. So he weeded this really tall grass that was growing. I covered it in cardboard. I took some grass clippings, just straight grass clippings. I'm like, they turned brown in two days. I'm telling you, they went from green to brown in two days. And then they just laid there for like a week. And then I had some compost that wasn't really quite ready. It did have a lot of eggshells from last year. So part of it probably had been in there from last summer. But I mixed a lot of like probably three um, bags of lawn clippings. So three bags of lawn clippings with the old kind of compost stuff that have been like, we've been gathering through the winter, tons of eggshells from the Buffalo. I mean, you can see the eggshells. You can see these pictures, like I'll put them in the show notes. I usually post them on Facebook and Instagram and places. But anyway, so, so there's grass clippings. Then I put the layer of compost and kind of spread around the dog totally like the hardest part was the first night that I spread it out was keeping my valentine out of it the puppy she I don't know what she was licking the eggshells from last summer I mean I just couldn't figure it out but whatever but then she kind of left I kind of tried to fence it off but not really but she kind of left it and then my TA at school gave me this giant bucket of buckwheat she's like you want some buckwheat I'm like yeah so I just like broadcasted the seeds all over and they're coming up and then I'm gonna you know chop and drop that and turn it back in and we'll see what happens. Um, I'm also growing it in this other bed that Mike thinks is still going to have to have that quack grass pulled out of it. He's like, you're not going to be able to get rid of the quack grass. Like my theory is the buckwheat's going to grow and then the buckwheat roots will take over. And then I'm going to hopefully plant my fall crop of broccoli that Patty was like, put some broccoli seeds in, which I didn't put them in until like July 10th or 12th instead of July 4th. It's only a week later. Hopefully they'll be okay. But I don't know because, you know, we have had a frost August 8th. But that doesn't mean like then we won't get a lot of warm days. You know, I think broccoli can take a small frost. We harvested or I need to harvest today, like pretty much all the broccoli we've already grown this year because it's starting to go to flower. So I bought some quart-sized bags the other day and I'm just going to blanch it and freeze it. But I love frozen broccoli, having frozen broccoli all year. And that was part of why I have Mike plant me so much broccoli this year. And we probably, and I bought a lot of broccoli from my student's mom was, um, working at this nursery, Wifish Stage Gardens, Wifish Stage Organic Gardens, I think they are, because there's also a Wifish Stage Organic Farm. I think I interviewed those that couple. So Wifish Stage Gardens, she was working there. She gave me a bunch of their broccoli. They desperately need harvested right now. Um, she gave me some for Teacher Appreciation Day. It was so sweet. But I bought a bunch from them too. So... So that's my broccoli story. This is my story about compost. Tomorrow, Patty is going to be the expert and give us a great... She's going to talk about three different types of composting that you can make. So it's only $37, um, which is less than she usually charges, but because we're doing it online and she doesn't have to like travel or anything, she's doing it a little less for um, Green Organic Gardener podcast listeners. What did I say? Oh, I was looking for the... Um, I'm looking for the flyer where it tells me about 
compost, not just good, but great and more too, is the name of the workshop. We will be making three different kinds of compost. Learn to make thermal compost, the best compost that can be used as compost tea, which requires turning, she says. Passive compost that does not require turning, but requires time. And then the Johnson Sioux bioreactor, no turn method of composting. Organic gardeners and growers cannot get enough compost. And let me tell you, Mike and I battled over this compost. He just can't believe that I planted the buckwheat. And then my goal is after the buckwheat grows is like, I'm going to plant more lavender there because I feel like you can never have enough lavender. (laughs) Like it's going to be a flower bed. It's going to be an herb bed. Um, He's got those echinaceas there, but he's like, my poor beets and my carrots are without compost. I can't believe you used all that. I promised them that it was going to be ready. And you, I thought you were just going to use a little bit, not the whole thing. So I used up, you know, because we don't really get all that much compost. We get a lot of grass clippings. We could make more, but we don't have the like, and I even went to the coffee shop the other day to see about getting their coffee grounds. The girl, like I called them and the girl's like, oh, well, they're at the other coffee shop. And Um, we do collect them. I think some people are getting them. And then I waited in line for a while and then I just couldn't wait any longer. It was hot and I had the dogs and it was just, and I knew she was going to be in a hurry because there were people behind me and I didn't want to bug the person about coffee grounds. So I have to go back, but it sounds like somebody's already got their eye on them. Like I need way more compost. Like I wish there was a restaurant I could get their food scraps. Anyway, Patty's going to talk to us about learning how to make not only more compost, but great compost and easy compost too. So the other thing I want to talk to you about today, besides coming to Patty's awesome webinar tomorrow, and we actually have people signed up, so I'm so excited. Like the Organic Oasis Masterclass, like I only really have one person signed up this summer. So that just kind of, we ended up, I had to refund her money because it just didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Like, what am I doing wrong? If anybody has any ideas, like why didn't you want to sign up for the Organic Oasis Masterclass? Like, what am I doing wrong there? I would love to know your opinion because I don't know if it's my copy or you don't see why you want to join. Like, I just feel like I made such a great case, um, for people to join it. And I don't know. Anyway, the only other thing I was thinking is maybe people want a three hour course. They don't want to spend six weeks or whatever it is studying it, doing two lessons a week. Maybe they just want to do all 12 lessons in three hours, one day, less time, um, So I will maybe try that after we go through Patty's course tomorrow. But if that's not the case, here's my other thing I am so excited about. There's this new thing called the Listen app. And hopefully this is going to be a great thing for podcasters. So for right now, only I've been told people who are members of Podcasters Paradise, which is John Lee Dumas's podcasting group that they're starting out kind of a beta course. So we all got in for free to the listen app and then we get to send you an invite code. So I have to, I have, I can't quite figure it out. I had a call with the guy yesterday and my software on my phone wasn't working. And then he had to go like the whole time we never got me in where I could figure out the code, but I will post this code and then you will all get to join this very private exclusive community, like where you will be able to talk to each other. Like, um, you'll be able to leave messages with each other and just, it's kind of like Facebook, but the Facebook group, but instead of like, you'll be able to hear each other's voices and you'll get to know each other in a way that's going to be more intimate than anything else we've seen. And I thought it was so apropos because 
I'm going to post. I like uploaded the video. I took this video down in my garden the other day because I'm thinking of giving up Facebook and Instagram and all those things. Like for one, I don't know if I can support Mark Zuckerberg anymore. Like I've loved Facebook for so long, but I'm just seeing too many things that are like causing me like severe anxiety and depression. You know, mostly for my own personal community. Like they just, um, the governor in Montana just declared that you have to wear masks in any community that has over four cases, which we're up to, I think 25 in Lincoln County, most of which is on the other side of the county. Like our county's really big and like we're the North end and then there's the South end and the one death happened down in the South end in Libby. But you know, I'm sure it's coming here. We have tons of out of staters around and people, don't believe in social distancing. I frequently feel like when I'm wearing a mask and like Mike thought I was maybe like just looking, but then I've seen other people's posts like this woman, this friend of mine, her husband's been battling cancer for, I don't know, at least 18 months now and has to frequently go to the hospital for injections. And so she's always been a big advocate of wearing her mask. And I mean, she's a woman that she worked at this grocery store with me one summer back in 2013 we worked at the same grocery store together and just, we've always been friends since then. And I just feel for her. Like she's scared to go out. She's not scared, but she just feels bad inside when she's wearing her mask. And like, I totally feel like people like glare at me. Like I'm a leftist liberal, you know, how dare I wear a mask? And just, it makes me feel anxious to go to the grocery store. So I either go to Whitefish or I just try not to go at all anymore. Like I pretty much, I'm not seeing people. I go to the woods with my dogs. I'm feeling very trapped at my house, even though I live in beautiful Montana. I can't imagine what it's like to be in a city or anything. But anyway, um, where was I going with that? Talking about wearing masks and not going out and being home and, oh, getting off of Facebook. Yeah. Because, and so I'm also feeling like I put a lot of energy into Facebook and Instagram and maybe like, this is maybe what I'm learning from Greg at my job. Like he's testing, 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 and he's always doing these things to teach me. And I feel like I've learned so much from him and looking at these other podcast websites. Like I've probably been to a thousand podcast websites and out of those, I think I found a hundred podcasts that I'm interested in whose websites, like I've been kind of like making this list that I want to go back to, but I've only downloaded, I think five new shows into my general rotation. I think there are about 27 podcasts on my phone. One thing I love about this job is connecting with other podcasters. Um, and I just feel like I'm back in the pulse of podcasting. Like it's been really nice to, I feel like I'm making new friends. Some of the people that like where he is a really good fit, but maybe I'm not like making friends with those people, like finding new shows, connecting with new people. And just like, I just feel like I really love podcasting and I want to connect with other people of podcasting. And I feel like, that's been a place I've been most successful and maybe I should double down. Like I probably could do a lot of things to grow if I focused. Like, I don't even know if I'm on Spotify. Once I was on Spotify, I know there's like some episodes up there. I thought I re-entered it still again. I'm pretty sure I'm not on Spotify now. Like if I spent more time focusing on that and focusing on what my listeners were, like I was thinking about going back to Patreon and maybe I will only post pictures of my garden on Patreon and that's what you'll get to see. Like, I've been getting all sorts of weird things from people are saying, I love your pictures. And, and I'm not surprised. Like, it's funny. Like Mike asked me once, he's like, where should I tell people to go to see pictures of our garden, the website? Right. And I was like, actually the pictures of our garden are all on Instagram. And 
when I went to meet Edgar, who like will post, like they downloaded all my blog posts and everything I've put up from the Organic Gardener podcast website. And like, it's all there. But now I have to like go into everyone and click post to, and I only have to do it once and then they will stay in that. But that's like 300 posts. Like even if it takes me a minute for each one, cause you have to prove the photo and it has to kind of download like it's or maybe two minutes per thing, you know, that's 600 minutes for me to do that. And, and I try to do a couple, but it just seems like the rotation's always like episode one, episode two, episode four, like I'm seeing the same things come back up where I don't feel like I should. So I don't know about the meet Edgar. I love them. And they actually gave me three months free this summer to try to figure it out. So I'm hoping I can make it work because I really like them. But part of me is like, I just, I don't know if I can deal with Instagram and Facebook anymore. There's too much division going on with people's posts. I'm, I don't know. It just doesn't feel good. And I love podcasting and I feel like my focus should maybe be more podcasting. So I don't know. What do you think? Oh yeah. So the listen app. So the listen app is going to be like a place where you can listen to podcasts and connect with the podcast host. So I'm excited to connect with some of the hosts that I love. And then you don't have to actually like leave, like, I don't know. And then you can leave a message. Like if you're like, Oh, he was like, so I was talking to the founder and he's like asking me, he's like, well, what, what could be like good questions that you could build a community around? And I was like, well, we could talk about what we're cooking. Like to me, cooking from the garden is like a huge thing. Like what if every Friday we posted, like, what are we cooking? Or maybe we could talk about, you know, what's growing in our garden today or what are we harvesting today? Or I don't know, like, I don't know why I could probably come up with these questions on Facebook and I never do. Or maybe that's just part of it. Like that's my next project with Greg. So my first project has been like helping him get booked on 20 other podcasts. And so I think I finally hit that mark, which I thought was going to take two weeks and took, let's see, I've been working for him for a month full time, July 15th. And I think we finally hit it today, the 17th. And then my next thing is kind of trying to help him, um, with, uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. So it's interesting that I'm thinking, so I don't know, maybe I won't because everybody's there, but I really like the idea of this new podcast listen app. And so what you'll be able to do is like leave a message and then I can play it on the podcast. Um, and then other people could maybe say, you know, I don't know if he, like he's, he's built this thing around just making, building more community. So what, what are the kind of things you would want to share? Do you want to talk to other listeners? Like, would you like that to be able to like say, Hey, this is what I made for dinner. And then I'll post it on the podcast. So that's about what's new. I've been eating from the garden more and more and more every day, which is great. Like, oh, another podcast you might be interested in is Salad with a Side of Fries. So Jen Trepek, which I think is so funny because Greg actually taught her how to do her podcast. So Jen um, hosts Salad with a Side of Fries and she's some kind of like nutritionist. She just, she has like nutrition bites and I just feel like I learned so much from her. And like my motto for the summer is, Protein and fiber at every meal makes losing weight no big deal. And like she, so you have like a typing go, you take this quiz and she'll like tell your type. So my type is slow and steady or something. And, and like she gives you like this diet thing to follow. And like one of the hardest things is like trying to eat one serving of protein at every meal. And then the other one I told her, I don't like to eat when I first get up, but I get up way before the sun comes up. So she was like, why don't you try just eating when the sun comes up. So I've been trying to do that. So like, and even like something small, like a a hard boiled egg and a banana would be perfect example of a, um, 
a fiber and an egg. And then she told me to stick to fiber from fruits and plants. So now that like my kale's doing really good, I have like a steady supply of Swiss chard. I have a steady supply of greens. I can pretty much eat from the garden. And I love walking by the produce aisle and not having to stop. I hate like buying produce at the grocery store. Like once you don't buy produce from the grocery store for a summer, like even though that was three summers ago where I went all the way from August to November without having to buy it. Cause last summer we kind of, the garden just, we, Mike was, it wasn't a good year for one. And then Mike just had too much going on right at planting time. So last year was a little less. So this year, and then like building up to it, like it's just, just now my lettuce didn't take off. So I had to wait for the second batch of lettuce, which is just like, I probably have enough lettuce now. My arugula is doing awesome. Mike actually harvested some of the arugula the other day. thinking it was a weed. <laughs> and he's like, here, I pulled this by accident before I realized you had that in there. But anyway, carrots are starting to bloom. We're starting to get ready to eat potatoes. Like we should be eating from the garden, I would think from now, maybe like this might be good until next year because we planted so many potatoes, which are not on my list of vegetables from Jem, but I think we're going to change that because, you know, Denise Austin loves the potato and I think homegrown potatoes are like a different story than potatoes you get at the grocery store. So potatoes, peas, like usually we have peas at the 4th of July. We've not harvested any peas yet, but I'm pretty sure they're ready. The fava beans look amazing. And I cannot believe I posted this picture. I don't know if I even posted it yet, but I took a video. The fava beans are like almost as tall as me. Literally like so much taller than I think they ever got in Mike's first bed. And they're just standing on their own. They're not like tied up to a thing. Um, my kale is doing good. I kind of wish I had more kale. And so the bed where I put the buckwheat that Mike thinks the crackgrass is going to come back is where I'm planning on putting the broccoli starts that I started in my windowsill. But Mike's probably going to be right about that because I don't know. Here it is July 17th and they haven't even sprouted yet. Like I don't know how long it takes a broccoli plant to grow and produce, but I might have like I might should have had to start them in June indoors. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So, and Patty actually told me, try some outdoors in the ground and try some indoors and see what happens. And I didn't do that, but we are going to have to harvest those broccolis. Like Mike wanted me to do it yesterday. And I didn't, they're growing in the boat. Um, but they're ready. They've already started a couple of them. I did harvest just cause they were flowering. So I'm going to blanch those today. There's probably mm, 12 to 15 heads of broccoli. I'll blanch them, try to put them in quart size freezer bags. And when you blanch something, you just boil it for, I don't know, anywhere from 30 seconds to two minutes. It still turns that bright green. And then you want to like put it in cold water right away. So it stops cooking. Otherwise it's going to get soggy. And broccoli is kind of like the... You know, it's one of those really picky ones where you got to really pay attention so it doesn't go soggy, but I'll eat broccoli in anything. I love throwing broccoli in the winter, like just grabbing a handful and putting it on like a frozen pizza or on in an omelet or just like, I can put broccoli on anything. So let's see. So I talked about the Listen app, which is something new that's coming that I hope you're going to get. And I'll post an invite code as soon as I can figure it out. And then you'll be able to like leave messages, which will be so fun to hear your voices and share your stories. Um, Patty Armister's awesome composting, the wise grower guru. So Patty's got a website, the wise grower guru. And, um, you know, she has her new business that she's building, um, teaching people how to garden. She does one-on-one phone calls. She can like, you know, do it virtually where you look at, um, she can look at, you know, your garden and talk about your goals. She said one big thing is having people write down their goals ahead of time before she even meets with them to 
you know, you can have like a really good conversation. She's, I mean, she certainly helped farmers with like thousand of acre ranches, like get their soil under control and just help them be more productive. So Patty's going to share with us tomorrow. It's only $37. We already have quite a few people signed up. So that's exciting. And, uh, let me know what's going on with you and what do you think? And, and most of all, I hope you're staying safe. Um, I did an interview with Tori Glass from White Homework that I feel like is super important. I just feel like we can't let our things down. I was surprised my mom hadn't heard about the incident in Indiana with that poor guy who was like not tied to a tree, but they like kind of like these white people surrounded him and were like trying to get a noose and it's all on video camera and the people are still have not been arrested and just, it breaks my heart. And I feel like, you know, one of the big things things my family lived with white privilege was that my brother was never harassed like he works crazy hours he's come home from new york city late nights so many nights you know and never had to be harassed you know that's something that his life was never in danger just because of the color of his skin you know growing up like that's a big part of white privilege to me that my family that i never really realized like um, I listened to Dacia told me about this thing called scene on radio. So it's S C E N E on radio. It's a podcast, um, that she really recommended. And I finally listened to episode one. I took my dogs to the woods like Wednesday. I just had to have a computer free day and I took my dogs to the woods and did 7.5 miles. Um, and I ran probably 30 minutes and then walked the other two and a half hours. It took me to do it. <laughs> But anyway, you know, it was hard and I got it done and I couldn't have done that a month ago. So I'm thankful for my fitness trainer who worked with me for the month of June. But now I've had to, you know, cut that out because I'm just afraid to be anywhere in Eureka without a mask on or anywhere around because people have just been not social distancing and not wearing masks and our cases we have 40 cases in Lincoln County, I think today, which I know seems like nothing, but we don't have a lot of people. And I think it's just going to keep going up. And I, and I, I don't know anyway. Um, <clears throat> so seen on radio. So I'm going to put out the post from Tori as soon as I can. And I hope you're interested. And I just feel like if you're listening to my show, you care about, um, people all over the world. Oh, this is the other one that's driving me crazy. People who say all lives matter today, Amy Goodman's, um, show democracy now had a huge thing about the people in Yemen. And this is what I've been thinking. All lives matter. Or you mean American lives matter. You want to tell me all lives matter? Because if you told me all lives matter, we would not be doing what we're doing in Yemen. And if you think the United States doesn't have a part of it, you know, I really encourage you to watch Amy Gibbons thing to now this morning. Cause she had a great person on talking about how we're still selling weapons. We're bombing. It's our campaign. People are making money off of these weapons. And I just, you know, think in 2020, we should be focusing on how to feed everybody on the planet, how to make sure everybody's healthy. Everybody has access to clean water. Everybody has access to nutritious food. Everybody has access to an education. And I don't buy, oh, those people have to change their government, their own government. Like, I just feel like we should all be supporting the United Nations Declaration of Human Rights. And, and so that's where I feel like with my podcast. So, I hope you're listening because you agree with me. It seems like I'm getting a lot of messages from people who agree with me. They love our, they've been in the Facebook group. And so, um, I don't know. Let me know what you think. Um, and I hope you'll join us tomorrow with Petty Armbruster on the compost making thing. So let me know what's growing in your garden and how things are going. Um, and I love all you listeners out there. You make me feel, um, 
just better in these crazy times. So, um, and there's a lot of you. We're we're back up to like over a thousand. Most episodes are getting like 1,600 downloads after six months anymore. And it, like 800 downloads within the first 30 days, which is where um, most podcasters, you know, go by their stats. So that's nice to see because that's where I was in the beginning. And then there was like, oh, those aren't IAB compliant. So these are IAB compliant, like the standard. And so I feel very honored that you put your earbuds in and you're listening to my show today. And I will just try to provide you with the best um, gardening and green, sustainable um, environmental info I can, but there's no good in us having an environment if we don't all have an so, environment. So I've been working this summer for this podcaster, Greg Funis, who runs Tiny Leaps, Big Changes podcast. And I think I am going to double down on my podcast. I'm going to triple down. I'm going to 10x down on my podcast and I'm going to give up Facebook and I'm going to give up Instagram. And if you want to see the pictures of my garden, I'm going to put them on Patreon. And I'm going to, for the summer at least, post every day there. So if you are a member of Patreon, I think that is the only place I'm going to post pictures of my garden. And I think you'll support me on Patreon because you're my listeners. And... I know that the pictures of what Mike's done here are amazing. Like right now I'm watering my Mason Bee um, flower garden that Patty Armister taught me about when I very first went to my very first Free the Seeds. I was like, what are these Mason Bee homes? And then Olivia Shangri? No, Olivia came on and talked about from Rent Mason Bees and I rented the bees and then I got the... This is the flower packet that they sent me. So look at these beautiful, like, and then Patty Armister came on and talked about Bee Friend. And I'm like, oh, what's Bee Friend? And then I Google it and it's this, this is it right here that's growing. And like, these are hopefully, and then I got the Bee Balm um, at Lowe's and the lavender behind it over there that I planted here. And then the Cosmos I planted, like, I planted some flowers. I'm so proud of this. Like, you don't maybe know me, but like way back in 2010, I read Liz, Lynn Bazinski's you know, the flower farmer. And I was like, and Mike actually like part of the problem over there by the chicken house is it's just too shady. I built up the flower garden. Like I followed all the directions in Lynn Bazinski's book. And she has this thing where you make like this eight by 10. And it was like a total bomb because look at all the shade. It just didn't grow. Like nothing grows over there. Like we have a lot of stuff in this fence yard, but Mike would have to cut down almost all these trees for stuff to grow. I mean, the irises, I transplanted the irises up there, but they, I've only like got two irises. So this was year two, at least a couple bloom this year. But anyway, um, if you want to see a picture, you know, here's Mike's boat, like the mini farm. Like I know we have a lot going on here and that is like the only thing I can think to offer. Plus I cannot give Mark Zuckerberg, I can't take Facebook anymore. Today I think was the last straw and to see all the posts of people about the mask shutdown. I think I'm done with Facebook. And so I love it. And I love seeing you guys. But I feel like you're my podcast listeners. And I love podcasting. Like the thing I love about working for Greg is like I spend a lot of time researching other podcasts. I've been to a thousand podcast websites, I bet, since I started working for him full time June 15th. 
And I love podcasting. If you're listening to my podcast, you love podcasting. And those are the people I think I want to connect with. People who are podcasters, who are into sustainable, organic gardening and making a beautiful place. And so I'm going to try to stick on the positives. Look at our grapes are doing so good this year. Like those grapes have been there forever. And just, um, anyway... Let me know what you think, listeners. I haven't given up on Facebook yet, but I think I'm about to. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and remember, grow local.